Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm looking forward to bringing today's guest in because Jeanette Paxia, who hosts Ordinary People Extraordinary Lives, actually met our guest in New York City and thought she would be a great fit for the mompreneur model, and she is. Amy Delson is a New York City-based mompreneur, jewelry designer, fabricator, master upcycler, and the creative force behind Amy Delson Jewelry, ADJ. Inspired by a lifelong obsession with collecting and reworking talismans, Amy launched ADJ in 2012 after studying advanced fabrication techniques at the 92nd Street Y School of the Arts and apprenticing in the New York City Jewelry District. At the Fashion Institute of Technology, Amy expanded her skill set to include enamel work. She loves to reduce waste while creating tomorrow's heirlooms. And I actually love this business model. So, Amy, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. I'm excited to share you. And I have to ask you to take us on your journey and what led you to jewelry design. There's this fabulous Dionne von Furstenberg quote that's always inspired me. And she said, I didn't always know what I wanted to do, but I always knew the woman I wanted to be. And so I always knew that I wanted to be a mom and someone that was productive and contributing to people's happiness and, you know, being expressive and communicating. And I've always loved adornment. And so my my journey to becoming a jewelry designer and entrepreneur has been very organic because I didn't have the natural inclination towards entrepreneurship. I graduated from Duke University in North Carolina, and I studied English, drama, and dance, being a creative expression type person, and I studied abroad in London and Bristol, England, which really opened my eyes in traveling the world and inspired me creatively in so many ways. And living in the city of London was very exciting, studying abroad. Um, so I kind of wanted to live in New York City. My, my whole family is up in this New York area. So I came back up and got a job as an editorial assistant at Backstage, the Performing Arts Weekly. And um, it was in Times Square, so I got the heartbeat of New York. And I also had a work-study situation at New Dance Group Art Center and performed in summer stock. So I was still very much into theater. And having done the summer stock experience, I kind of realized that I, you know, I sort of always dreamt of being on Broadway. And I had a little bit of performing um, in in New Year's Eve things and things on Broadway. It really was grueling at being a dancer and sort of being the lowest end of the totem pole expression-wise. And sort of we we were putting our bodies at risk every day, sort of like doing these stunts. And I just paused and I thought, hmm, do I want to be a performer 
every day, every day, all the time? Is that the only thing I want to do? What can I channel my creativity into? And I was also kind of getting pressure, you know, this English degree from Duke, like let's do a more career, career type thing. So I worked in advertising and um, I worked as a creative assistant and junior copywriter for an ad, ad firm in Union Square, very bottom of the totem pole, but creative. It was fun. I got to name lipstick colors for Maybelline and do a little bit of magazine copy, very traditional old school marketing. But I realized it was very hard to make it in New York City. So I was attracted to the lower cost of living in North Carolina, jumped back to North Carolina, wrote for the Lake Norman Times. I had a column called One to Know, and I really got to know the indigenous people and the transplanted people from up north that were in the south and get a broad range of people and what they were doing with their lives. And it made me sort of really do more soul searching. And I had the chance to become a copywriter for Belk Corporate, which brought me more into the fashion sphere. Belk Department Stores is a family-owned department store chain primarily in the South, and I had the opportunity of a lifetime to write copy for their website when they launched it. However, then in the early 2000s with the, the sort of the dot-com bust, they sort of scaled back their website, but I was able to parlay my work experience there into, into writing for their fashion magazine. So they had this internal fashion ma magazine, View Magazine, and I got to interview Oscar de la Renta and Kate Spade when they came through and launched fragrances. And so I really have bit by the fashion bug and I was thinking I have to go back to New York City. So fast forward, um, I in the early 2000s, real estate was really booming in New York City. Following 9-11, there was a lot of incentives for construction and I wound up getting a job doing PR and copywriting in real estate. And I got to explore the architecture of New York and the layering of, of you know, the Art Nouveau and the Art Deco styles and the, the new and the old and the different neighborhoods and the different personalities and cultures of the neighborhoods. And that I found to be very inspiring. Um, but once I, you know, got married and I, I knew I wanted to be a mom, that was one of my strongest sort of convictions about my future. And when I had that opportunity, I had my two sons two years apart. And I really got in touch with my own creative voice. And that's when I had a little time once they were both in preschool and started taking classes at the 92nd Street Y, which I recommend to anyone out there who's in, you know, the New York City area. They have classes in painting, drawing, pottery, dance. They have a lot of um, creative ways to get in touch with yourself that you could then, you know, really take to a professional place because I learned you know, the soldering and, and forging and all this wax carving and all of the skills that I then was able to really take and make a business out of. Um, people started, you know, asking me, where's this jewelry from that I was wearing? And then I was giving as gifts to people and they were saying, you have to do trunk shows, you have to, and people with charities, I got involved in Save a Child's Heart. I would do custom pieces for their auctions and that would raise money for heart surgeries in Israel. There's so many beautiful opportunities for me to take jewelry and make women's lives better and, and help charities and deal with adornment and expression and sentimentality, intergenerational stories. So that's when I just knew I, I had to really pursue jewelry as a career path and just kept getting different skill sets, learning from people in New York. 
oh, you, where'd you learn that technique? You know, learning, going to 47th Street and apprenticing with somebody, um, you know, and then going to FIT, being someone who lives in New York, it's a fabulous opportunity to take a class at FIT. It's a good tuition rate for your um, being a New Yorker. You know, so there are all these resources that I was able to use to feed my creativity and, and build this business. And, um, you know, it's been a challenge in that I'm not, naturally a businesswoman. I'm a creative person. So, but I like taking myself out of my comfort zone and I find that following what I really love to do and, and making the pieces that women really respond to is a win-win situation. So that's where I am. That's how I got to jewelry. That's an amazing journey to get to jewelry and <laughs> love. It's a wonderful thing when you take your journey and it leads you to what is really your inner passion. For you, what inspires your design process? Because, you know, in looking at your jewelry, you work with gemstones, but you're also using upcycled materials. And I, yes. I love that. So how did that happen? Well, what I noticed in speaking with women and creating jewelry was that most women have a box of broken jewelry or a drawer or a jewelry box, a little section that has a, one earring or a pendant or a shell, a coin, a, a jewel, a gem, a bead, or they have some old beads that they got from somewhere, but they don't like the whole necklace. They only want to use part of it. And I realized there's so much material and creative inspiration out there in the junk that people have and that this would normally be useless, but I could take, you know, add some things to it use my construction capabilities and create something that that this person loves to wear that's um, meaningful to them and reduces waste. They don't have to go, you know, buy some fast fashion, you know, necklace or something um, that's going to wind up breaking in two seconds and, you know, being, you know what I mean? So I, I take these things and I make them, you know, to last. So, so the intention is that they could even become future heirlooms. And so the, the idea of taking waste and making it into something that someone can use in the present and that could even withstand time and then you know go on into the future to you know connect the generations and sort of keep our planet healthy i just feel really good about that concept so it inspires me and that's a component of what i do it's challenging to scale a business if you're only working with you know these elements here and there so i do that along with pieces, one of the kinds that I make, and then also a collection that I'm working on right, right now. So it's, it's a lot to be doing at once. It's the creative way that sort of juices the other paths that I take with my designs, finding these elements and making them useful and solving the problem and creating something that can last and will be meaningful to somebody. So is that part of what is one of those fabulous aspects and one of your favorite aspects of creating all this jewelry is being able to take things that people have and, and repurpose it into something brand new that, like you said, can become an heirloom now? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good question. I, I think that that is my one of my favorite aspects. But also something that I really love is knowing that the person wearing it is going to feel empowered, feel some sort of um, comfort or confidence um, because the gemstones I use have inherent qualities that um, people connect with and jewelry is an emotional purchase so if it's a self-purchase or a gift 
it's, it's done with intention, and it usually marks a milestone or a memory or an experience. And so for me to be able to be a part of someone's journey, milestone, memory, that's something really cool, too, that I like about creating fabulous jewelry. What have, what have you learned in the process of now having your own jewelry business? <laughs> well, I did learn that you can't be everything to everyone. <laughs> On the one hand, I believe that jewelry is for everyone and everyone, you know, all ages, and I mix high and low together. And But when you want to build your own business, you need to really hone in on your core aesthetic. And I really lean into my boho chic persona, which is, it's like an artsy, informed, kind of like eclectic, intelligent world traveler that starts conversations. So the jewelry that I make, it's never going to be perfect like you would see in, I don't know, I mean, something that, that might be um, beautiful, you could layer with mine, like a very fine, perfect, um, you know, diamond pendant or something you can layer high-low with what I'm doing. But I like the concept of wabi-sabi. It's a Japanese concept of, you know, the imperfectness and the so I, the handmadeness of what I do. And so I don't try to make everything perfect. I think that having the handprint and the signature is kind of what adds the beauty and my own, you know, voice to it and makes it something that that I made. So I don't dwell on making everything like perfect, perfect. There's always symmetry, but it has an organicness to it. And that's kind of what I've learned is to just lean into that. The people that go for that aesthetic and appreciate that, you know, hand handmade aspect of it and know how to incorporate it in with, you know, the more basic elements or traditional pieces that they have, and then these are kind of the more conversational pieces, that's the kind of niche that I like to, to lean into. I love that you brought up that Japanese technique. I love, you know, when you see the broken jars or whatever that are inlaid with gold. Yes. And that's actually their technique of putting the gold in where the cracks are because of the inherent beauty, even as things, the imperfect perfectness. Exactly. Of, and that makes it things. more beautiful because, yeah, it's just kind of more interesting, I think. Yeah. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. You know, it's, it is those flaws. My grandmother had a cameo, a cameo brooch that I always loved. And when I was little, I did it. And because of the ivory, ivory can be, you know, it's textured. My tooth print, my eye tooth print went into it. It was her favorite thing. She would wear it, and I'd always, when I, as I was older, a little older, and I'm sorry, mm -hmm. Nanny, she said, are you kidding? It's my favorite. I get to carry you when you were a little girl with me. That little imperfection for her made that a beautiful piece, and that's why I, I'm so drawn to what you do, because as somebody, I'm a, I, a, I am all into reusing, repurposing, remodeling, and to see it done in jewelry I think is just such a brilliant idea because like you said, everybody has that drawer full of stuff that, oh, well, this was, you know, I missed, I lost the other earring or this was this pendant that I had, but a piece of it cracked. Exactly. And for whatever reason, you don't throw it away because it meant something to you. Totally. Exactly. And also there are places, and when I was starting designing and experimenting with, with designs that would work and what I wanted to do, I was able to access 
things at lower budget because there are warehouses that are getting rid of what's called dead stock and, you know, pieces that are no longer being sold or cha chains or beads or, you know, earring backs or whatever it is, you know, there in New York City, I would comb and find opportunities to, you know, buy things that people were getting rid of that I could use and give a new life to that, you know, were more valuable to me because I was going to put the work into turning it into something. So that's part of it too. It's, it's you, you get access to a lot of materials that, you know, some, some traditional jewelry makers might not necessarily think of using. On that note, we're going to take a quick, we're going to say thank you to our sponsors and we'll be back here in just a moment on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us at www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit Brain Love Health. Dot com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. Don't let the name fool you. StadiumBags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Amy Delson, who is the founder of ADJ, and talking about her wonderful way of creating really one-of-a-kind jewelry because each piece is its own piece. And as you are living and working in New York City, what has it been like for you just building a business, raising your family? Manhattan is just that, you know, constant flow of everything. I'm such a New Yorker. The energy. To me, really, honestly, I feel that anyone in the creative field, whatever creative field you are, are in, 
you deserve to live in New York City for a little while. Some people can't handle it for the long haul, but everybody should be there because there is something, the creative element, it's just in the air. So for you, what's it like? I've been in New York City now for over 20 years. It's so inspiring from the people to the buildings to, you know, the culture to I can walk to the Metropolitan Museum of Art from where I live. And so I can, you know, as a New York City resident, walk in there and go there all the time and be inspired by the actual, you know, Monet, not the placemat that you see in the mall. It's very, very creatively inspiring. I take the subway several times a week. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like to people watch. I kind of like the daring aspect of, I don't know, I love the freedom of traveling around New York, taking public transportation. I find it very empowering. In terms of making my jewelry in the city, obviously the jewelry in, uh, district um, is a great place for um, if I ever need to outsource finishing or stone setting that um, I only work with people in New York City. So on the one hand, I sort of, I know that I like leave profit on the table because a lot of jewelry brands are, are outsourcing overseas and it's easier to scale that way. But I really love New York City and I really love, you know, the fashion industry and I've worked with fashion designers here accessorizing their presentations for runway and lookbook shoots and I've been able to collaborate with other accessories brands that are spontaneously having a photo shoot and we'll all pull in our money to hire a model and one of the brands will be a shoe brand and then I'll bring my jewelry and then there's someone who brings ties for women and you know we all collaborate so I find New York to be a very collaborative environment there are there are lots of people that are willing to you know work with you you have to have a thick skin because you're also going to get a lot of rejection (laughs) and um, you know you're always going to feel Am I ready for this step? Am I, you know, do I have enough of this and that? But really, if you believe in what you're doing, the people, you will find the people and they will find you. And um, I have a bunch of jewelers that I've known since really for more than 10 years, taking classes on and off at the Y that we now rent bench space together um, in Midtown. So if I ever need to do soldering or things that need proper ventilation, working with chemicals or doing enameling in a kiln, these are all things that I don't have in my apartment. So I need to rent bench space for that. And, you know, through word of mouth, you find out places where, you know, where there's an opportunity. So I found, you know, a good a good place for that. And But most of it I work at home. I do a lot of my beading and designing at home. And I try and... You know, I keep it flexible. That's the whole reason why I do this, is to be here for my family, be, you know, take advantage of being in New York and the resources that we have, and, you know, try and like work with synergies, you know, like to bring other brands with me and other, I've worked with Runway the Real Way and, and different organizations that are sort of like reaching out to collaborate across different aspects of the fashion industry to sort of raise up everybody. Um, so I love I love being in New York. I'm a New Yorker, and I, you know, we sacrifice on space, on closet space. You know, we don't have a basement, an attic, a lawn. But I have a beautiful park that I walk to down the block from me here by the water, and that's, you know, that's my backyard. So I find living and working in New York to be a good fit for me. I like the pace. You know, having been in the South, I, I you know, I lived in North Carolina for seven years. I appreciated and loved that as well, 
But after a time, it just, for me, it didn't like suit my biorhythm. I just needed more feedback, more inspiration, more spontaneity, more being more ambulatory and being able to walk everywhere. It's just something that really drives me and fuels my creativity and my inspiration. I find one of the wonderful things of New York and being with creatives is that there is that abundance and people are willing to help. They're not, oh, no, I can't help you because, you know, you might take away from me. It, it is always. And as you work with more people that collaborate, again, it just leads you to more people. Because everyone is working to do something, and the reality is, and every New Yorker knows it, there is that abundance out there. You know, when I was in New York with Jeanette Paxia with Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives, I was there for six days. I walked 26 miles Yeah. because I walk everywhere. If it's not raining, I mean, I walked, we were in Midtown, we were on 36th Street. I walked up to Lincoln Center, then came back, then Jeanette and I went down to 14th Street, walked back up. You know, I walk everywhere in New York, and it's always amazing to me just the people, the energy. And, you know, there's negative everywhere. I don't care where you go. There's always going to be some kind of a negative element. If that's what you want to focus on, rock on. You're going to find it. But if you're looking for the positive, you're looking for the collaboration and people that are there cheering for you. You know, New Yorkers want to see each other succeed. We want to see that small business grow and expand, and, and that's what it's all about. So on that aspect, what's next for you with ADJ as a brand? Thank you. So I really want to be able to scale my business, and so, you know, kind of reinventing the wheel and making all these things by hand from scratch with every piece is a beautiful, you know, way to work. But I also want to offer something that's that's more replicable. And so I, what I was able to do, now I'm not tra- trained on CAD design, um, computer-assisted drawing, but I, so what I, I bench design. So I literally torch the metal, hammer it, um, you know, and carve the wax with my hands. But I met a CAD designer, so she was able to translate pieces that I originally made from scratch into computer files and then those were able, we were able to create we were able to derive from a bangle and a pe- and two pendants that i made um a, and toggle clasps that i had worked with a toggle a stud earring a hoop earring two different bangles and a two stone pendant and a four stone pendant and uh, the toggle i do with pearls and um or i could do with other gemstone beads and it's called my ombre opulence collection it has a cool palette and a warm palette. And I find that the gemstones are so either energizing or soothing, depending on what you're going for and what you personally connect with. And so these files that were created from my original handmade pieces, we can then create molds from them. So I work with a casting house, Carrera Casting in New York City, and they take those files and they do um, they can inject the silver and the metal that or you know whatever metal you want to create it out of i currently offer it my my new collection in under 100 percent sterling silver and also sterling silver with 18 karat gold over it so it's a very sturdy gold coating that you can use 
and wear it wet and, and wear it in your life and not worry about it coming off. And then gold sealed chains as opposed to 100% gold chains that they are also, you know, more durable than just like a flash microplating. So that helps me to keep the cost a little more affordable. I like to keep the pieces chunky. So if you want to do it in solid gold, I can do that for you um, custom. But on my website, I have this new collection in sterling silver and 18 karat gold vermeil and gold filled chains and sterling silver chains. And I can't wait for people to embrace it because, you know, it's something that I can then offer in other stone colorways. But the, the stones that I picked are stones that I've over time gotten the most response to. So I have an ombre of London blue topaz, Swiss blue topaz, and sky blue topaz mm -hmm. with amethyst. So it's literally like like a sky or a water scene or something that flows together. And then I have another palette that's citrine, which is like in a dark and a light orange and to yellow and um, garnet red. So it's like the fire in me, I'm an Aries. And then also the soothing in the cool palette, which I love the sky and the water. And, you know, so I, 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 I see these pieces as touchstones for people to wear and connect with either a place of calm or a place of energetic creation. And I'm excited to offer it and, and and get this collection going and, and be able to scale it more. Because I do want to be able to share this creative jewelry with as many women as I can who, you know, really appreciate it and, and want to make it part of their self-expression. I love that you are doing all of the topazes on the Scorpio. And so oh. in November, and topaz and amethyst are my favorite. And it's so fun because growing up, topaz was always that, you know, brown, caramel kind of color. And so all of the other topazes now, the new, I, I, I so totally love it. Yeah. So I, you know, I, it, it's just to me a wonderful stone, and and it has such warmth. Even in the in the brown, there was always I was always drawn to, to topaz, even before I knew that it was my November birth stone kind of a thing. You yeah. know, and and so there are those always those things that that will you know take you. I'm a I'm a silver person. Because Good. of my skin coloring. Gold. Yeah, I've, I've always, you know, not that gold, I, I can do gold, but I pref I don't know. I've always preferred silver. There was always just something to me that's warm about it. So I have to ask you, Amy, how can our listeners, how can they work with you? How can they interact with you? Yes, you know, thank you for and open that jewelry drawer, you know? Yes, come talk to me. So I'm based in New York City, um, but I'm always on Instagram. So you can feel free to DM me at Amy Delson Jewelry. My name is A-M-Y-D-E-L-S-O-N Jewelry, spelled the American way, J-E-W-E-L-R-Y. And no question is too silly. I also have an email. You could email me at amy at amydelsonjewelry.com. And, of course, there's a form on my website, amydelsonjewelry.com. You can go to contact me and feel free to send me pictures of what you have that you're questioning, can this be remade into something? Or let's say you found something in a magazine that, you're, um, that you want something you know, similar. I could potentially come up with a custom you know, design inspired by something that inspires you or work with your elements um, and possibly customize pieces on my own website depending on 
the availability of the stones. But I love talking, texting, you know, all our digital wonderful ways to reach out to each other. Feel free to send me a direct message or email me or contact me um, through my website. I'm also on Facebook um, and I'm on Pinterest. So look for Amy Delson Jewelry and feel totally comfortable approaching me with whatever you have. I know that some traditional jewelers would not work with certain elements that are considered more fashion jewelry or costume jewelry or whatever, um, but there's nothing too silly. If it means something to you, I can work with you and make a piece of jewelry out of it. All of Amy's links are going to be live on our show page on Word of Mom Radio. So as we're wrapping up, Amy, what do you want to say? What do you want to leave our listeners with? And what do you want to say to that mompreneur that is thinking about that business that she'd like to do but just hasn't done it yet? I'd say I was definitely in your shoes, and I knew there was some purpose that I was you know, searching for, and I had to just keep listening to my heart above other voices and focus on the people that will take you there. One person links you to the next person and it's going to be a slow crawl at first. All of a sudden, 10 years will go by. But I say stay the course. I'm an optimist. I see the glass as, you know, half full all the time and look to solve problems. So, you know, there's always going to be bumps in the road. There's always going to be challenges, but you have to fail forward and learn from any mistakes that you make and really Take that experience and validate that experience as something that you did and learn from it and then do it better going forward. So I, I hope to inspire other women to go for it, to really go for it, because life is too short and we want to see what you offer, you know, so you should go for it. Right on. And it's true. You know, let's face it. I, my friend put up this post that said, you know, why wait? You only live once. And it's like, no, you live every day. You die once. That's why you go for it. Because you live every day. Go for it. And it doesn't matter when you start. I interviewed somebody the other day, started her first business at 70 years old. Yeah. You got to love it. You've got to love it because it never is. And let's face it, women start with why. They see something. You saw something with all of this waste. And that it could be beautiful jewelry. It could become something new because it rebrands, it reshifts, it removes, and it's awesome. So I love what you do, and I, I really thank you so much for sharing with us. I do have to put you in touch with Tonya Torellis, who hosts VR Planet Solution, because I know she will want to talk to you thank more you. about the repurposing, recycling, reusing, and that whole aspect of what you're doing, because that's what her show is all about. That's it's awesome. about greening the planet and how we can take things and do something else with it. So good. All the listeners, you're going to get to hear from Amy another time on another show because <laughs> you're doing a great thing and it's going to inspire other people. You can to say, help. you know what? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Because you know what? There's enough to go around. Yes. We can all make successes out of what we're doing. So Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to share ADJ with us. I really look forward to sharing you with our audience and hopefully getting them inspired by what you're doing Thank and you opening so up their drawer to see what they can create with you. I can't wait. Thank yeah, you. me too. You are more than welcome. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for being with us today. We're going to close out 
with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true.